Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll just on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support local, mediocre, internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good, clad in red. She is the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, Hi. team. This office or this studio is still a mess. So, yes. Is this and camera hot? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Here's the deal. We our plan was to have this completely done by by the time WTF happened. And yeah, you can't see anything. You can see the ceiling. Yeah, it's it's a mess in here. Um, so to take you behind the scenes, that cabinet that's r- right there, that cabinet, yeah, this is mess cam, that cabinet had a rat in it. Yeah, it did. And so... the rat was in it. I think the rat was around it. The, ra- the rat got in it. Oh, it That's did. where we caught, yeah, the rat got in it. Um, but that's the issue is we can't move anything until we've asked them to come with a vacuum. We don't have a vacuum here. Mm-hmm. I would do it myself. But there is a good chunk of rat droppings in the bottom of the cabinet. Yeah. So we're literally just sitting here waiting on someone to show up with a vacuum. Like, this would have been done already, but mm. there's rat poop. So my life is a series of waiting to clean up rat poop right now. <laughs> doesn't that really just, like... It's a good doesn't summation. That really, doesn't that really ruin the glamour of this show? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you think, oh, yeah, they, they talk for a living. That's got to be fun. Here it is. It's this and a bunch of rat poop. <laughs> Welcome to DCTF. <laughs> Today's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. 315 days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to TikTok star Deshaun Wilson, who turns 20 today. Cool. So, good for him. It's episode 1524. On today's show, folks, we're going to talk a little bit about... TCU, mm-hmm. and whether or not we can expect a recruiting bump for them moving forward, coming off their college football playoff berth. Uh, I've crunched some numbers a little bit, and I think that the, the data is a little, it's, it's kind of interesting as far as 
whether or not TCU should expect to their recruiting to take a leap. We will talk about that. And then back half the show, it's Dumb Thursday. Dumb Thursday. And I've got a football topic that I am hot about, and it's a dumb topic. <laughs> it is. We'll talk about that coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Daniel Agnew, Nick Morton, Rob Hadaway, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. We appreciate your time. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about TCU. So the Horned Frogs are coming off an, of an historic... And historic, a historic, and historic. And historic. It sounds dumb, but it's correct. 2022 season, where the Horned Frogs went through the regular season undefeated. The Horned Frogs came within a whisker of winning the Big 12 championship. They ended up uh, being one of their two losses. And they became the first Texas team to play in the college football playoff. They became the Texas first Texas team and the first Big 12 team Mm -hmm. to win a college football playoff game ever. They became the first Texas team since 2009 to play for a national championship. They became the first Texas team since I believe... Who was it? I guess it was... Who was the last Heisman Trophy finalist? Vince? No, because Johnny won it. Yeah, RG3, but RG3 was before Johnny. Yeah, because he was, what, 2013? Yeah, Manziel. Uh, They had a Heisman finalist. It was all I'm saying. I would need to look that up. It was an historic year for the TCU Horned Frogs. I know it didn't end the way they were hoping it would, but they have a lot to be really happy about. And one of the things that we've talked about kind of at length, and I think one of the perpetual dominance like one of the mechanisms that allows for the same few teams to be dominant in Texas high school football, I'm sorry, Texas college or college football, rather not Texas school, college football is that these teams get these, this big spotlight and they get, they go to the college football playoff and that becomes a big recruiting tool for them. Right. There's a reason that Alabama, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that Alabama keeps going to the college football playoff. Yes. But there's a reason that it kind of feeds on itself, right? They've been a lot. Georgia has been a lot. Uh, these these programs that have been, you know, Georgia has been, or uh, uh, Alabama's been seven times, Clemson's been six times, Ohio State's been five times, Oklahoma's been four times, Georgia's been three times, et cetera, et cetera, right? And. It's easy to see in the recruiting rankings that they are recruiting. Now, they've recruited well before then. They will recruit well after then. But certainly, one of the arguments for an expanded playoff has been... We just if, keep seeing the same teams over If you and over. give teams this... Only a few teams have this weapon in their arsenal in the recruiting battles of saying, we, we've played in the college football playoff, so you should, we're on that short list. You should come... If you want to play in the college football playoff, we've proven we can do it. So I think that's another reason for excitement for for TCU fans is the idea that, yes, we played in the college football playoff, and hopefully that will mean more recruiting wins down the road. So is that true? Should we expect TCU's recruiting to take a bump, to get a bump? Now, I think that you can look at what they've been able to do um, in recruiting this year in the 2023 
class mm-hmm. and be pretty happy with it if you're a TCU fan. They have the ninth, according to 247 Sports, they have the 19th ranked recruiting class in the nation. Yeah, that's huge because, I mean, I think you go back, what was it, when they went to, like, when they took, like, the seniors of this mm-hmm. year's class, they were 47th, yeah. maybe? That might even be a little bit high. Right. They had, they've got a, I mean, they've got the ninth, a top 20 recruiting class coming in. That's the third best recruiting class in the, in, in the Big 12, only behind Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You take that. That's yep. pretty darn good. And for both TCU. of those teams are going to peace a- out. Absolutely. Right. So right now, of the teams that are staying in the Big 12, They've got you the have one. the best recruiting class. That's great. So I wanted to take a look at the at, at what what we can expect, what a college football playoff berth does for your recruit, recruiting. And, and what I did was I took a look at the – don't put it up yet, but okay. I, t- uh, I, I, I took a look at the recruiting rankings – Mm-hmm. For teams that made the big uh, the the college football playoff, I looked at the two years prior to them making the college football playoff, what their team rankings were according to two four seven, right national ranking, what their recruiting ranking was the year they made the playoff, right. So as you're going on this run, how well are you recruiting that year? Mm-hmm. And then I took a, a look at what their recruiting rank, ranking was the year after that. Okay, but I didn't do this for everybody. Because there's no real point in doing it for Alabama. Yeah, you're just going to see probably a lot of ones, maybe a two or three. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, the teams that have mm-hmm. been there before. And really, I do not think, all due respect to TCU, they hope to get to that echelon. I do not think that TCU is comparable to those programs right now. you got a lot of, to prove before then. Right. I don't think TCU is comparable to Ohio State right now. I just don't think. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if that's offensive to somebody, but I think it's truth. There are, I think, three teams that have made the college football playoff that are comparable. They are teams that, in my mind, are they have only made the college football playoff once, like TCU, mm-hmm. and they are not big name brand programs. So, for example, Oregon has only made the college football playoff once. I think we would all agree they're a name brand program, mm-hmm. big name brand program. LSU won a national championship. Florida State, I think still, they're a bit of the, you know, they are kind of a um, a, a, a big name brand program. Right? Especially the time that they made it, they right. had been a name brand yeah, program they were the, for a while. They, yeah, they were the defending national champions. Yeah. Right. Under Jimbo Fisher. So I think there are three, three teams that are comparable to TCU that I think we can glean something from what their recruiting did before, during, and after their college football playoff berth. It's 2015 Michigan State, 2016 Washington, and 2021 Cincinnati. I think those are the most comparable programs to what we saw in TCU. So take a look at what the recruiting looked like for these teams. So for Michigan, and I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. We'll take the good, okay? Mm-hmm. With Washington, 2016. Washington, the two years before they go to the college football playoff, their ranking was about 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. 20, they, they ranked about, uh, they ranked 27th and a half as far as team rankings is concerned nationally, okay? According to 247. The year in 2016, so the class of 2017, the class of 2017 ranked 22nd, so a nice little bump above yep. average. And they have been able to continue that the year after the class of 2018. 
they rank 16th. Mm -hmm. So they parlayed that into two really good recruiting classes. The year they went to the the, the, the college football playoff and the year after they parlayed them into good recruiting. Mm -hmm. I want to take a look at 2021 Cincinnati next. So 2021 Cincinnati is interesting. Obviously, they were the first Group group of five team to make the playoff. There are some extenuating circumstances with them because of that. And there's another one we'll talk about in a moment. The two years prior to going to the college football playoff, they ranked 43rd on average mm-hmm. in, in, in recruiting rankings. Which realistically is still higher than TCU oh. was with this current yeah. senior right. class, I guess you could say. The year that they went to the college football playoff, they took a very small bump mm-hmm. to 42nd. To 42nd. So there wasn't much of a, a, a recruiting bump in twenty for the class of 2022 based on their college football playoff berth. The year after their playoff berth, which would be this current class, class of 2023, which is not settled yet, mm-hmm. but it ranks 57th. I put an asterisk there for a reason, which is they're going through a coaching change. Mm-hmm. Luke Fickle left to go on take over at Wisconsin. They've hired in Scott Satterfield from Louisville to take over that job. And so as a result, there are moving parts there that I think I give them a little bit of a pass. I do not know if that is necessarily the most the most um, accurate. Uh, yeah, and I would say reflective and, and comprehensive measurement there. So that's, that's why I put a little bass risk. If I'm a TCU fan, if I'm a TCU fan, I think there's two paths. The one that you would prefer to go down is the 2016 Washington one. The cautionary tale is 2015 Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Shout out Mallory Hartley. 2015 Michigan State. The two years before they go to the playoff, they ranked about 24th and a half, right? Between 24th and 25th. Okay? Top 25, but barely. The year they go to the playoffs, the class of 2016, they ranked 17th in recruiting. Nice little bump. But they almost immediately fell back to earth and actually got worse they ranked 36th the year after their playoff berth in the class of 2017. So to me, by looking at these three programs, I think you have one that you can, I don't want to say throw out, yeah. but you can certainly take with a grain of salt in 2021 Cincinnati where they got mildly better and then the recruiting got worse. Mm-hmm. But extenuating circumstances there, group of five program, new coach, etc. If you are a TCU fan, I think you're looking at 2016 Washington and saying that's what we want to be. Yes. Power 5 program, cracks the cracks the college football playoff, mm-hmm. sees an immediate recruiting boost, and then the recruiting boost maintains and continues going forward. Right. The, what, the path you don't want to go down is 2015 Michigan State, mm-hmm. where recruiting got the one-year sugar high, mm-hmm. but then fell back to earth. And in many respects, got worse. So, is TCU going to see a recruiting boost? That is something that remains to be seen, and I think will be a really interesting kind of uh, uh, thing to track. How well does that college football playoff berth resonate in recruiting battles? I also think that if you just look at the two programs, they are most like Washington with like what's going on around them, as in they're not a group of five school like Cincinnati. That uh-huh. has something to do with it, where your coaches are poached a lot quicker uh-huh. when you start having success. Um, I would also say that Michigan State being in the 
Big Ten, you know how difficult of a conference that is. Washington being in the Pac-12 and TCU being in this new look Big 12, I feel like those are the two most comparable conferences on top of like being able to take a step up and say, hey, we want to be the top dog of this conference. Michigan State would have had to make light years of a jump to do that. Okay. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Let me play devil's advocate because I don't disagree with your point. But okay. let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. I think geographically, mm-hmm. and this is going to sound crazy, follow me on this. <laughs> geographically, TCU is more like Michigan State in the sense of they're in a state that they are not the number one recruiting destination. True. They are in an area where they are consistently having to battle the big dogs, Mm -hmm. as opposed to Washington, where they're on the West Coast. Yes, you have to deal with USC. And yes, you have to deal with a couple of other programs there. But if you're Washington and you've got prospects along the West Coast, you better be in every battle. Yeah, And so I would say that from that perspective, I -hmm. wonder if Michigan State's the better comp. Yeah. I, I think I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer. I think time will tell. Yeah. And ultimately, I've said this before, my, my, my main point about recruiting is that recruits want to go play for a winning program. Mm-hmm. That's it. If TCU keeps winning, the recruits are going to come. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that's interesting that I kind of assumed that like, oh, you get the college football playoff berth and like zoom, you keep yep. on going. But for those programs, it's been more of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out uh, whether or not that actually resonates for, for Yeah, that TCU would be recruiting. interesting to see, like, two years past, too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if, if you had more – you might not have made the playoff, but if you had consistent success in the following year afterwards, because there was a good point made that, like, basically the year that you make the playoff, your recruiting is almost already pretty much buttoned up by the time the playoff happens. Yes. So it's like two years out would be telling, too. Yeah. That's very um, interesting. Anyway. There you go. There's well, we hope for continued TCU's success. <laughs> college football playoff berth, whether or not it will uh, resonate with recruiting. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. We're back here on Texas Football Today here. And in the offseason, we, uh, we do a lot of fun stuff around here. And we like to think of ourselves as very smart but every once in a while, we allow our brains to take a break. Mm-hmm. It's time for Dumb Thursday. 
Texas Football Today is proud to present. Dumb Thursday. We're back here and, and, and excited to talk about a topic that is very close to my heart and something I think about a lot. I hear anytime I watch a football game with you, I hear this comment made once, at least once throughout the duration of the game. And we watch a lot of football. We watch a lot of football. <laughs> watch, a lot of, watch a lot of football. Obviously, I watch a lot of high school football, watch a lot of college football. I really enjoy the NFL. Mm-hmm. I like football. I like football. And that's Big why, football guy. <laughs> and that's why we need to have a conversation about a centerpiece of the football experience that hasn't changed in 100 years, despite the fact that it remains one of the silliest things about the sport. Mm-hmm. Okay, This is a multi-billion dollar industry. Let's be clear. Football is an industry, mm-hmm. and it generates a lot of money. This is the number one sport in America. Mm-hmm. Okay, I read something yesterday that, uh, that of the 100 most watched telecasts in America in 2022... 88 of them were football games. That's so dumb. <laughs> okay? We love football. That's so dumb. I mean, football. I love it, but it's Football's so dumb. Football's a very favorite thing. But there was a lot of big world things that happened in 2022, and people said, football! Football's our very favorite thing. Okay? We wouldn't be doing a show called Texas Badminton. Okay? Oh, but we should. That's another dumb Thursday. This is my dumb Thursday. You can have next week's dumb That's Thursday. That's fine. I love badminton. And yet, our very favorite thing in this country is dictated by two sticks with a chain between them. I'm talking about the first down chains. The chain gang, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know who I'm talking about? It's three guys over there. You got the guy who's on the one stick... That's marking where the ball is starting on first down. You got the other guy who's who's stretching it out as far as it can, 10 yards exactly, we're told, and marking it there. And then you've got the guy with the down box. To be fair, we don't hate the guys working no, no, the no, chains. No, 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 we hate no, 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 the chains no, themselves. No, no. Just to clarify, we, to the, to we love our officials we love our and officials. we appreciate their work with Shout the chains. We just think that there's better ways to do this. But the chains... <laughs> Make me insane. (laughs) We allow the most, the biggest industry in sports to be determined by the most archaic technology. Mm -hmm. Two sticks and a chain. And I want you to think about all the ways that go wrong. Because you think about like the drama, right? It's Mm -hmm. fourth and one. They plunge forward. The referee comes in, marks the spot. And it looks like it's going to be close. And so the chain gang grabs the chains and they run out there and they stretch it out. And we find out the verdict, right? We saw it in the state championship game mm-hmm. with um, Duncanville and North Shore. Duncanville and North Shore. They stretch it out. He's just short. There's drama in that, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful drama. And I, I appreciate drama. But imagine that one of the guys 
is not exactly lined up perpendicularly mm-hmm. with the guy with the other guy. Yeah, and there's a there that and there's was a then called angle. a slant, which would shorten the down and distance. What if two of the links get caught together? What if there's so many different ways that this is a crazy thing? You know the other thing I don't know the answer to? Hmm. If okay, if the first down marker is on the twenty three, okay. like the back chain mm-hmm. of it, where do do they put it at the same consistent spot on the twenty three every time? Like is it at the start of the white line? Is it in the middle? It is, is it in the to back? Be, it is supposed to be I believe where the tip of the ball is. Because remember, if it because if you're supposed to go ten yards, so it should go the the very front of the ball is where it should start. And then because remember if you, if you if there's any point of the ball that gets to uh you know the goal line or gets to the uh the marker like if they do it you know you remember the card that mm-hmm. they do at the Cowboys game um then it's supposed to be a first down. So that is supposed to be it's supposed to be a full 10 yards from the theoretically the back of the pole to the front of the other pole, right? That's supposed to be 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's so many ways that this can be inaccurate with human error, okay? So many different ways this antiquated system could, could be, like, you're running, like, it's possible you're not running entirely straight. Mm-hmm. It's possible that, like, you know, because they, what the, they do if they're measuring, mm-hmm. they pick it up from the, like, the, the, like, the, the nearest five-yard line mm-hmm. and they hold it there. What if he misplaces it? Mm-hmm. What if they kind of move around a little bit? Um, and then... Like, they could change the spot when they pick up the ball. There's so many different ways that these chains are insane. And and you saw, by the way, at the state championship games, they had, I think it's called laser down, mm-hmm. where they had the, um, that instead of, so normally they have the, um, the down box and you go one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, you're flipping the down box. This one, it goes up there and they put it down and then he hits a button and it kind of calculates and it calculates the distance between where that stick is mm-hmm. and where the um and where the where the first down is. So it'll say like they'll go and they'll go and it'll say second and eight. And then sometimes it'll say like second and a foot or something like mm-hmm. that, which is very cool. We obviously have technology to make this better. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by the way, there's technology in other sports that have already made it more accurate. I know we're not a big tennis podcast. How much tennis do you watch? Uh, like the normal amount of tennis. Have you the seen the Hawkeye ones. system? Mm-hmm. That if you challenge a spot, if you say, like, if, if, if we're playing and I hit the ball and the, re- the official calls it out, mm-hmm. and I think, no, I think it got the line, they can go in and, like, instantaneously have a video, like, um, like graphic mm-hmm. showing the ball, tracking the ball, and saying, "Oh yeah, no, it nicked the line." Like, well, if that's I like I mean, golf has been doing that for yeah. years. With the per- like, if you can track a golf ball 350 feet away from you, why why can we not do it? We have ten we, yards. We have technology. Now, I want to be very clear. I understand why we use chains in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the same reason that we don't have a shot clock in high school basketball. Okay, it's not because of sanctity of the game; it's because of dollars and cents. I was going to say that would be expensive. If you're talking about, and they would have to get it for everyone, right? If you're talking about 600 games on a Friday night, Mm -hmm. there are not ways for that to be. Mm -mm. But for almost every college football game, Mm -hmm. and for certainly every NFL game, 
with all the cameras on it mm-hmm. and all the technology that we have with lasers. I don't know how it would work, but there's got to be a better way. Yeah. We have got to, there's got to be a way that we can have it more. We can not only have it quicker, which would ruin some of the drama, I understand, mm-hmm. but we can have it more accurate. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm asking. It's time to get rid of first down chains. It's time to rethink how we measure the most important thing in our biggest and most important sport. It is time to get rid of first down chains. Mm -hmm. We have the technology. Let's use lasers to figure out exactly how far 10 yards is. And then even if you want to continue to let officials spot the ball, which is a little insane, but like, Allow them to spot the ball because I think you'd have, it would be too slow at that point. Mm-hmm. To, to, like, no, we got to, you know, you, I think, I think the, I spotting think the ball, the I best, think we, we yeah. allow, like, there's now enough challenges and stuff that you can. I was just going to say, I think the best thing to do would be to let the officials continue to do the chains. And then if the coach wants to say, no, I, I think that I, we challenge that, then, then you bring out the lasers. The yeah. lasers. I think that's the best way to do it because I think the anticipation is good. I think most of the time you don't need to worry about that that much. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if, it's, if it is Duncanville North Shore, mm-hmm. and just say we use them for the state championships. Yeah. If it is Duncanville North Shore and Coach John Kay's like, no, I think that – I think we got I it. I think we got it after they've already measured, then use the lasers. Use right. one of your challenges. Use a timeout because that's a penalty on your part yeah. if it's not accurate. Right. I think that's the way to do it. We, we can do better, folks. It also, you know what I thought about when, when that happened? Because quite literally at Duncanville North Shore, I think, I think the right call was made. But yes, I think in was. my brain, when they first showed the initial like shot of the ball from the ground, it was just the clip that the mm-hmm. chain was connected oh, to. Yeah. And I had never like really taken the time to think to about that bes- b- before. And I'm sitting there going... Is the actual chain itself right. ten yards? Do they calculate like is that chain say that the say that the little clip was two inches, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe an inch and a half. Is that chain technically what has what would ten yards be? Three feet, thirty thirty feet? So it's like, okay, is that chain twenty nine feet and oh, ten inches? There's a little class that the chain has to like the clip has to connect to? Do they account do for the clip? <laughs> we can do better. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We can do better at places where there's enough money <laughs> to do better. But, like, we've got lasers. It's 2023. We don't have to be using the same technology that they used in 1953. Yeah, I'll never forget the Cowboys game when they not only used the chains, then they brought out the little card. Yeah. Like you said, they literally used, like, a soccer red card. Insane. <laughs> Insane. We can do better. That's dumb Thursday. <laughs> Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, coming up at 2, wherever you're watching this, we have our first off-season guest uh, uh, for WTF. Aaron Hardigan is coming in. We wanted In to studio? Get, mm-hmm. Jesus, God. <laughs> we wanted to get Aaron in because we realized Aaron is one of the only other women in this space that covers from a statewide perspective. So we figured we would do one more, like, football show but you can also hear Aaron talk about like how she got here and all that stuff so anyway I, I didn't know if you knew that Aaron was coming in today like I woke up early this morning and so like I'm already like low on energy mm-hmm. and now you're gonna oh, yeah. subject me to a blowtorch 
Hurricane Hardigan incoming into this mess. So if th if you think things could get any messier. <laughs> Find out. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Camels. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Camels. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Oh, it's here. Please come get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. <laughs>